We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yul Draven, Ninja Skelts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandob, Monster, Icebug, Spenguin, Titus Andromeda, Dank, Zionison, Toykowschef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wisp, Zeke, Straw Cab, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, Yanni, and Darkstorm Dota. If you'd like to join our list of patrons, head on over to welikedota.com and follow the links to the Patreon. We Like Dota episode 356 starts now. Welcome, listeners, to We Like Dota, episode 356. I am your host this week, Jim, and I am joined by Sam. Hello. That's uh, Strilling Sam, because there's so many Sams on our podcast. And around the podcast. We really have a, like, Sam universe. Sam's everywhere, man. Sure. Uh, that is the uh, the beautiful, dulcet tones oh. of our German correspondent, Arian. Thank you. And thank you for gassing me up, Jim. Hey, it's me. No problem. Yeah, we have to cross promote each other. Not, not to transatlantic friendship. There you go. Not, not to get away in in the way of this friendship, but or to get accusational. <laughs> but <laughs> the like, Jim, the way that you do the like uh, Patreon roundup and like like intro to the podcast every time i'm like half convinced that you just have it recorded and like <laughs> press play like uranium art nick or a friend of the show does all the time yeah because <laughs> it it really sounds uh clean it's like I, I can't get over how fast you do it he has been doing Thank it you. for a long time yeah i have and my my grandfather was a radio announcer oh wow so his- you actually grew up in potentially the correct radio market you ever hear that uh, of the New York radio market, this is ABC. Yeah, I feel like I definitely have. Yeah, back uh, when you were very, very young, perhaps before you were born, actually, um, that was my grandfather's voice. Oh, wow. That's yeah. incredible. I have another funny, um, like, announcer uh, story. I, hopefully, the person who this is from <laughs> never hears me repeat this, but I have... I, teacher that i came close with after i graduated um and her parents before they met um her mom like ended up hooking up with the guy who's most well known and i'm sure that jimmy you know look at this guy's name but i forget but his most well-known uh line is the, the wrestling bit or whatever like the let's get ready to rumble like, <laughs> yeah i yeah. can't i don't want to do the whole thing because i'm bad but sure. <laughs> and and apparently like uh her dad is a huge wrestling fan or whatever and i can't ever know about this story <laughs> so thank why, you why can't you wouldn't you proud that you hooked up with the wrestling announcer <laughs> i feel like it would like it's just like a little bit too close to home it might like dash your dreams i don't mm, know it's also like okay. weird traditional like boomer things like i mean they're much weirder about relationships and boundaries and pasts or whatever. That is true. Something like that wouldn't bother me personally. Um, I'd be like, hype, you hooked up with Sila's celebrity? Hell yeah. 
Yeah. But I don't know. Yo, not to extend the intro, but did I tell you guys I'm moving out next month out of my parents' house? You moving into an apartment oh, for the first time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm moving into like the student accommodation, but it's very different than, than the US. It's like uh, you share an apartment with somebody else. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm moving. How like, far away is it from home? Uh, like 35 minutes by train. It's like just outside oh. of the city, basically, but in uh, another city that's close to Berlin. Nice. Fine. I love that. It, it's so American, like 35 minutes by train. Like, I have no idea where that is. Like, <laughs> there's no concept. I mean, it's that. like... A... Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I try to relate that to, like, my train system, and I'm like, I know this isn't the same, like, right. train schedule. <laughs> like, there's no way a German train... It gets somewhere in 35 minutes as compared to, like, SEPTA regional rail. It's not like a... It's not a train. It's like a commuter rail, I think, is the uh, best analogy. Yeah, even still. I've, you know, European uh, rail systems blow... Not to flex, but Berlin's rail system, even for European standard, it's very good. Berlin, I would say, is, like, top three in Europe uh, for, like, public transport. Berlin's rail system is really, really good. It's very cool. Moscow Metro. Is Moscow like, is very cool as well. Yeah, is insane. There's a the when I was living there, um, the one that the looks station, like a cathedral. Oh well, I mean, there's a like I think every single uh, station has like its own grand look with like usually some gilded either like statues or the ceiling or whatever. So the one near me had like a gilded ceiling and like this beautiful like angel um, sculpture on one side and. Most, I guess, strangely, um, wet, like when you went down, there was an escalator, like from the the entrance of the the station, like down to the actual track, and just how deep the Moscow Metro. It's is, so deep, right? It I was about to say that. It was. It is. I timed it once over t- two minutes. I was on this escalator <laughs> before I got to the bottom. It is like you can't actually like be basically see the top. When you're at the bottom, like it just kind of like it Jeez. gets so small and so distant, <laughs> it actually insane. And it wasn't like a slow escalator or anything. It's a very, very sturdy, very stable yeah. system. I don't know. I've only been to Moscow once, but I really enjoyed the metro system. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Highly recommend. This is really interesting. Um, is it? Yeah. No, I like hearing about public transportation. I mean, I love public transportation, but I'd imagine that most people aren't that into, like, public transportation. I think there's, like, a... Once you actually utilize public transportation and see how cool and, like, uh, opening it can be, then you really respect it. It is, true. Until I was, like, 17, 18, I'd never taken it, so... Yeah, I used to to New York, so... Mm. I'm used to it. Uh, how about we talk about our Dota feelings? That's a great idea, Jim. I wonder how you got Thank- that idea. Thanks, Arian. Amazing. I thought it would. I thought it would make sense on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Good, good suggestion. Why don't you go first? Oh, okay. I'll go first. So, Jim, uh, I've been getting back into ranked a bit uh, 
two days ago, so today's Monday, on uh, Saturday, I randomly was like, all right, I'll play a ranked game, see how it goes. It was a Wind Ranger game uh, that I won. And then I queued up with Ursi and I somehow convinced him to play ranked with me because he never wants to <laughs> play ranked. And I went 23-1 and one on Phantom Lancer, credit to him, because he told me to pick Phantom Lancer. It was a very good Phantom Lancer game. Um, and that kind of emboldened me. So for the past two days and that Saturday, I've just been like playing a bit of solo ranked and always if I'm in a stack, I've been convincing them. Or I mean, I, it didn't take a lot of convincing because we won most of our games. It was free MMR. Uh, we just played a lot of ranked. Uh, I've been mostly playing Quop, And in the past uh, three days that I played ranked, I won 13 and I only lost two. So I went from 3750 MMR to 3990. And I only need one ranked game to be a 4K player. I'm already like the highest MMI I've ever been now, uh, but 4K would be a milestone that I've never reached, even though I reached Ancient before. So I don't want to rush it, you know, I'm probably going to do it tomorrow, but I'm very excited. Uh, Heroes-wise, as I said, I've mostly been playing Quop. Uh, now that like CDR stacking isn't really in the game anymore, I just build up for right-click, which is... Actually, like slightly less fun, but this build that I'm doing right now is also really, really good. I've been going Brown Boots, Orchid, into Witchblade, and then just uh, Bloodthorn Rush. And by the time you get that Bloodthorn, it's actually insane because nobody has ways to purge it yet. And if you like two heroes hit that hero, like even the tankiest carry hero under the influence of a Bloodthorn will just melt instantly. It's a really good item if you get it early. Um, so yeah, I've I've been doing that. Quop is really fun, and her attack speed right now is really really good. Like I tested it in the lobby, and you can get her down to like zero point twenty or zero point nineteen even uh, seconds per <laughs> attack, which means that her attack like attack point or something is very very low. So attack speed is very very value on her, and yeah, I've been enjoying you know cracking the whip very very fast. Uh, <laughs> how uh, how close are you on your Arcana progress? Man, so that's the only bad thing. Like, I've definitely been winning more games so far with this right-click build, but before, right, when CDR stacking was a build, I went these, like, magic-based axe builds, right, where you, like, I hit, like, 25 people, more than 25 people per game uh, mm-hmm. with my ulti, so I got a good Arcana progress. Now, per game, it's, like, I don't know, five or something. It's... Oof. Like, I'm getting MMR, but the Arcana progress, it's its stalling a lot because the build is just way worse for getting Arcana progress. Uh, but I'm getting it's there. Just... I'm at, like, 590 right now, but it's going to take me, like, twice as long to get the rest of the 400 than it took me to get the first 500. Just got to figure out what's more important, you know? True. I mean, I could do Axe build, but... I... <laughs> right now, Ursi's like, I'm never stacking with him again. <laughs> I mean, right, right. When you said I could do eggs build, he's like, yeah. okay. I mean, in the current meta, I definitely wouldn't do it in ranked. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Uh, one game I want to get into is I played like something else about this is like I've been really getting lucky in my ranked games. Like some games I really didn't do that well, and I just kept my head down and farmed. And then the enemy team they just decided to throw for some reason. Like either they took really bad team fights or they dove the base. Something we're gonna get into a bit later on Sam's segment. Uh, I was playing an hmm. anti-mage game and I had a brute mother mid on my team who 
Like, I was actually very, like, I was obviously, like, it wasn't cool, but I was shocked how he could play the Sea while, like, all chat flaming that much. Like, every time he died, <laughs> this guy just, like, spammed AFK 20 times in all chat. Uh, he was, like, mid team fight flaming our Night Stalker for not coming while still, like, micring all his units and stuff. I was very impressed. Uh, that, that, that was a very fun game, and it kept my spirits up for the next, like, five games, just thinking about how funny that brute was. Uh, in a bad way funny obviously i do not condone being toxic uh i also cast a game the Yield raven htc league shout out to them oh yeah yeah it was i watched that cast oh how how did you like my casting trim oh, i thought you guys were good you and zach it was fun because you guys just argued the whole time yeah i think we had some very nice like uh jokes synergy uh, good banter good yeah. banter exactly <laughs> Sam, it was your team, right? Who are they playing again? Team Digital? Yeah, we were playing Team Digital for the third time. The only team I believe we've actually played. Mm. So it was <laughs> Sam's team. They went 1-1. Uh, it was it was a fun games. I think the second one was a bit fun. But I want to give a special shout-out to friend of the show and listener, Darkstorm. Because he did my build on Draw Ranger. He went Falcon Blade Blink Dagger Rush, which I talked about a lot on this podcast. And afterwards, like, I asked him, like, whoa, what's this, the A2 cable? He was like, yeah, man, it's the A2 cable. Uh, I was very happy. Like, once I saw him <laughs> do that build, literally for the rest of the cast, half the time I only talked about, like, oh, my God, he's doing my build, guys. Look, it's it's working so well. Uh, that was very exciting, seeing my build in action in a very, very high-stakes competitive setting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very was it just Falcon Blade Blink, or was there a Dragonlance or something in there, too? I mean, you go playing, you do, you go Dragonlance afterwards, but the standard Drow build is still, like, just, uh, like, Yasha Dragonlance or Dragonlance Yasha, and then you finish the items that uh, get made out of these. But the Falcon Blade Blink, I think, is very, very good. Uh, he, like, you definitely could see the learning process uh, from him, like, <laughs> using the Blink Dagger, because one time... He blinked aggressively, and I always said on the podcast, you know, unless uh, you're cleaning up heroes after one team fight, never blink aggressively because you're going to need it defensively. And he paid with his life for us. But in the end, he was like dodging spells with a blink dragon. So you could definitely see his improvement over the over the match. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. So my week has been amazing, ecstatic almost. Uh, I can't find enough positive words for my week. I won a lot of ranked games. I casted a game very... Fulfilling. Yeah, my week was pretty slow, and there wasn't much to do other than like prepping for that series on Friday. Um, now I've been trying to like do a mix of things with my Dota. I like stream some games on Heroes. I'm trying to like show off for my team or like talk about something like specific um, that I want to improve on or like exemplify. Um, I'm playing a lot of Sven and Lycan and losing both those heroes most of the time Sad. Um, how's your carry journey going you feel like you're a good carry player yet no no i feel like i i feel like it gets complicated and a lot to handle dealing with farm it does and like having to farm and it's like just not a responsibility that i'm used to like taking on um and there are times where it's like oh i'm the one who's supposed to be hitting the buildings right now duh. um or oh i'm the one who needs to like go in first and like the late game or something like that mm. um so acclimating to that has been kind of a problem. My Sven games have been really bad in general. I think I was just kind of doing the wrong things on the hero. And this most recent game, I think I did well. Um, True. 
<laughs> we were objectively losing at some point. Like maybe five <laughs> to ten minutes before the game ended. Yeah, I mean, then... we were winning the early game. Like, I crushed this Wind Ranger in mid. Uh, and the sidelines were going well as well. But then we lost like two really, really bad team fights and we threw pretty hard. Yeah, and then they came high ground and chased. We had two heroes dead. Um, I was out of base without a TP running back. Um, they start chasing our position five silencer played by RC into the fountain. Um, I start to sneak up from close to the ancient. Um, Arian buys back. Bloodthorn's the carry PA with no BKB. And I hit a two-man stun in our fountain. Yeah, I've like which, uh, seldom seen so much HP evaporate than like the PA and fountain <laughs> with the bloodthorn. So many like crit numbers popping up. Yeah, yeah and pretty much insta-death. Yeah. And then my god strength came back up and we were able to like turn and wipe. And then did it again, took Roche and Yeah, I mean, we were two racks down and we legitimately, like, I think we were done if they didn't fountain dive because PA, like, we couldn't kill her uh, anymore without her diving fountain. So that just, just serve as a lesson for listeners. Don't fountain dive. Because, yeah. like, that dive legitimately yeah. lost him the game. Yeah, so... Otherwise, I, I've been winning a lot of lanes, I would say. Um... I played a Bane 3 game, oh, which I believe no. is the future. I, <laughs> I believe in this so hard, honestly. And this game, I think if you are, were, were keeping your head, your eyes peeled, you would have seen that I was like out farming the opposing Wraith King. Up until what point? 15 minutes of the game. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then it got forced into four straight minutes of fighting and dying over and over again. That so was pretty bad. Not, I agree. Yeah, I was like, let's not get started. But still, I mean, you're Bane. I do think this is a legitimate build. I think this is legit. I think that this is something that you're going to see people do. Three Bane. What do you do with the money? You go straight eggs, and then you are just like, like your cooldown of on Fiend's grip is just halved, basically, and you are just like twice the hero and. And if there's like only single target lockdown or like mostly single target lockdown, very hard to cancel this all, all of a sudden. I agree that it's very good, right? But in this like state of the game that we're in right now, you're gonna get that axe at a like pretty decent timing as a support anyway, because everybody's so rich. So yeah, it's a good support. But you don't get it pre twenty minutes. Ah, you could. And, and the, you and could. the point if you're is having that... a good game and you're rushing it, you definitely could get it pre twenty minutes. I don't know about on five. Bane. Maybe oh, four Bane. Bane. Four Bane, yeah. But I also think that you could like the the shard is a little bit awkward because it helps you farm, but you get it at twenty minutes. So, right. If you can get the eggs and then the shard at twenty, that's super huge. If not, then I think you get the eggs and then get the shard at like twenty two to twenty five. What does the shard do again? It makes uh your what's it called brain snap the brain snap um an a a five fifty AOE that gives you like reduced healing on the secondary one 300 pure damage you still have to hit a lot if you like want to clear a creep wave with that with that though with your pitiful right click so that's the thing you call it like pitiful it's one of the higher like right clicks to begin the game and i felt like it was actually really easy to last hit with just like i bought casually bought a null talisman and then went like brown boots one sure early game is really good because like your support that's good at trading but my point is that like when you're trying to farm a wave at minute 20 like you're gonna deal half its hp 
with uh, yeah. brain snap. Yeah. And then because you're rushing an axe, you're not gonna like hit hard. You're just gonna like have to spend like what 15 seconds or something. Maybe not 15, like 10 seconds, just finishing the wave off. That feels like I think inefficient. Yeah, this is one of those heroes where you can like kind of casually push. Like, you're not like shoving waves in the same way as the other cores do, but you can very easily get additional farm just from like insta-killing range creeps basically i think one last hit plus a brain sap at any point will yeah seems will really good off. for support if i was a support i would <clears throat> love to insta-kill range creeps huh? <laughs> yeah i mean i i understand that this hero is a support but i and traditionally played as such but i just think that the changes to nightmare where now it deals like 300 plus pure damage on cast like that's that's insane um, like the talents, they seem to work in your favor. I mean, like I don't know, like the, like the ten talents are just like here, get tanky, get hard to kill. Mm. Fifteen talent, like you can take somebody, you can take fifty percent of someone's HP or sorry, someone's uh, mana when you cast Fiend's Grip, and you can have that on a forty-five second cooldown or something dumb, or you can get like minus three second brain set cooldown on a spell that becomes AOE. Like I don't know, kind of sounds like a core to me. <laughs> it sounds I'm just like gonna a good keep support. pushing this until until <laughs> someone hears it, picks it up, and like perfects it. Oh. All right, it's let's just weird. leave it that this idea still needs perfection. <laughs> How about that? Because I think as it stands, it's definitely not perfect. Yeah, I mean, I will not take credit for the loss. True. Yeah, the loss was on me. That's 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 for sure. My Dawnbreaker was very lacking that game. <laughs> but yeah, other than that. Um, I don't know. Owning on a visage random. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I guess there's not. That one. was cool. Very lucky as well. You can play visage without being a visage picker. That's like the dream. I think it's, I think it's like fun to random for me because there's not a lot of heroes that I just go, oh shit, like what do I do? You know what yeah. I mean? Like some, there are heroes that are subpar for me, like something like Alina. Like I don't play that hero really, but like everybody knows how to play Alina. And it, I might look sloppy on it, but at least it's not like. Um, the the non micro players of the world that random Chen and are done like heartbroken, <laughs> yeah, or abandon. Cool. Uh, I'll happily play uh, with your offlane Bane. Oh yeah, saying the knowledge like, like I did I, so many times your mid Chen, but it's weird. I ran it with a with um <laughs> a Zach Sven four. I was like, honestly kind of like it was together. decent it was not it was not bad I used to run Sven 4 I used to be an aficionado in one point um I think that this hero is just set up so heroes that could use setup or utilize setup very well are like you know perfect yeah alright Jim tell us about your week and Dola. uh my, my week also had uh, the HGC League, Ravens HGC oh, how League. How did it go? Uh, we lost. Aww. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty dramatically. It's pretty one-sided. Who did you play against? Um, I played against Gabe's team, Bridgeburners Anonymous. What? Bridgeburners Anonymous? I think that's what they're called. Okay. Bridgeburners something. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. We, we had a good time. Um, but it was it was two pretty heavy duty losses. Uh, but then we got a coaching session from Squid. Uh, he's been coaching us, Colonel Squid. Mm. 
So um, you ditched me that was good. for him, huh? Can, can I, you I mean, ditched your co-host you ever... to get coached by a, co coached by an immortal player? I mean, yeah, I don't know if I'd say it's ditching. I mean, we never, we never did get Dude, coached by you. I was begging this kid to let me coach his team, and he was <laughs> heartless and still said no. Yeah, I would. Yeah, screw it. He came in to explain this in the Discord and said, "Oh yeah, Jim wants me to coach his team." No, I didn't say that. And then, <laughs> oh, oh, and then, and I was like, "Oh, really?" And he was like, "Well, no, I want to coach you're his mixing, team." You're mixing it and up. He won't let me. You're mixing it up with Bearlucked, who, like, after I think maybe he found out that I asked oh, yeah, Jim right. to coach. Yeah, I didn't. I never said that. Bear, he like baited me. He was like, "Hey, Arian, do you want to coach my team?" And then he made me answer like 50 questions. And then he was like, "Oh, just kidding. You can't coach my team." <laughs> oh, yeah, Bea, Bea just coaches other people's teams with or without their consent like a after our matches we just got like this enormous memo from <laughs> that uh, sounds like, like about well, like, what we could do I'm like oh thanks I didn't he's like yeah I guess I'm kind of coaching you I don't know if it's against the rules I was like if you just send me stuff unsolicited I don't think it's against the rules I have two questions about about yeah. the series by the way I watched it like in part or like when I was falling asleep or something so okay one uh what inspired the lichen first pick oh think. well we, we knew one of their guys was playing lichen lately and Greg likes lichen so we're like well you know if we want to keep this guy from picking lichen and they banned coddle I think um then like Greg, you want to play Lycan? Sure. So we picked Lycan. That kind of leads into my second question, which is, did Greg know he was playing Lycan before the game? Which I guess he does know now. Yeah. Um, well, now I now know that he did know. Um, but yeah, yeah. There, there were some very funny times where, like, like Lycan is one of those those heroes that um, because he moves so fast and like you're supposed to like do so much during the ultimate, it's very funny to me. And there's like a, a lichen that is kind of standing there and like panting yeah. in the alt, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and you just see like one ancient creep being moved around the map, and then the lichen starts moving. <laughs> like, oh my god, it was a treat to watch Greg play, honestly, because I am usually too focused on like playing the hero and doing like random things. Um, right. But, like I'm not like sitting there watching a lichen, and so like all of the moves kind of make sense to me, or like makes sense you know in the context of this series whatever um right but it was, it was just like it's a very funny ridiculous hero to just sit there and watch um yeah in competitive setting yeah ridiculous yeah it was fun yeah greg, greg likes playing lichen um so that was that after our our coaching session we played some more games and i lost them all nice um yeah, no, it's a good time. I had one, one fun game. I, like, late at night, it was just me and Nick, uh, Uranium Heart, from America's Third Favorite to the Two Podcast. What do you mean? And Favorite? Better than most podcasts, even non-dollar related. I, it's definitely better than most podcasts, I agree. It's America's number one Greg-focused podcast. I wish we had some of the segments they have on, on, on their podcast, oh, yeah. to be honest. Uh, like, I just want to talk about fast food or candy at, from corner stores or all of the Mountain Dew products available to mankind. Is there anything stopping <laughs> at us? At some point. We should bring him on for like a food segment. Uh, can, we yeah, just, we can we like choose a week to, to only do 
like Sam reviews every Mountain Dew product he's ever had. Like it might take a couple hours. No, but <laughs> we're banding. <laughs> we could do an we could do an extra episode for that. Okay, deal. A Patreon exclusive. Ooh, Patreon we should exclusive. do some Patreon. Yeah, we, we like Mountain Dew. We never do those. Strilling's. Uh, yeah, we could barely get people together to, to record this. <laughs> but uh. So yeah, me, me and him went to to play a game and we stacked and uh, because he's Nick, he first picked Grimstroke off lane. So I picked Lena because, as you said earlier, Sam, uh, everyone can play Lena. So I just picked an easy four, and we like absolutely demolished our lane. Um, we were up against the Faceless Void, and he and he just started jungling at like four minutes. Um. And then we, you know, we were getting double Laguna Blades and, and doing all the fun stuff that you could do with the two heroes. And we look over at our carry, PA, at, uh, I guess, about 25, 26 minutes. And she almost has her battle fear. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my. Uh, what What's happening here? So she didn't have a great lane. Uh, I think she may have been super, super new. Uh, and the wyvern that she was in lane with was probably someone who had more experience. Um, but we also had a tinker playing mid. And he got a shard. And he, like, the other team just could not push into us. And we just kept the game going, kept the game going. And, and I mean, you know, we had like 8 million buttons to press. And, and it was fun. Like, we were playing our game. And uh, PA got her Battle Fury at like 28 minutes, I think. Uh, then started farming. I think it was just Shoe Battle Fury. And uh, we just kept holding out with the Tinker, kept holding out with the Tinker. And I think the other team got Mega Creeps against us, but we wiped them. And it was just the enemy Bristleback and then Grimstroke and PA. And we're like, oh my god, I think we just won this game. PA had a Desolator and a Stygian Desolator that had dropped the Tier 5 item. Um, and so <laughs> they start walking up mid and they kill a couple towers and they're, they're just get to the Tier 3 and the Bristleback comes out. And the, the poor PA, like, this is such a new player experience. She just, like, panics and, like, doesn't do stuff right. And she had fan of knives, so she like broke the bristle back and then like blinked away. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and, like Nick is just oh, like furiously hitting all these buttons. He has like a million different buttons to hit. There's like hexing him, and then you know glypnering him, and, and hitting with a nullifier so he can't PKB, and like all this stuff. And the PA like runs in and fights for a bit, and then like runs away, and then like it was enough time for the bristle to like stop the push. And then we just lost the game. Wow, that sucks. Was he After actually in an hour and five minutes? Yeah, I mean, he had to have been. Uh, There's no way. Man. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty new account. In a game that it's I played today, I had a slug whose name was just Pause One. And I thought, like, nice. Okay, this guy plays a lot of Position One. He was at 10 minutes, he was 2.2k net worth. That was such a depressing game. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, if, if, I'm not sure how uh, he, he stacks up with our PA. <laughs> Probably better. Um, but I, no, I did have one successful uh, Dota moment from I think two weeks ago, which I didn't have a chance to talk about. Um, 
I stack with Gothier and Prater and you know, Greg and Bob, maybe. I don't know. But for a while, we had wanted to do Super Clinks. Super Clinks. Super Clinks, where you do... I played Offlane Beastmaster and rushed the Dominator 2. And then Prater played Safelane Lifestealer. So I dominated an Ancient Creep. And I gave it plus 250 health because of the talent. And then Prater infested it, which gave it another 1200 HP, I think. Uh, and then Gothir, who was playing Clinks, ate it. And at that point in the game, I think it gave him something like plus 650 damage. What? And like, That's a lot of damage yeah. to him. Yeah, it just, and like 5,500 HP, I think. Yeah. Good and for him. The, that, that, that was it. The other team just like unloaded everything on him. Uh, all their ultimates, and he was still at like 3,000 HP. Uh, and then he just hit Q, and they all died. Because he did like 3,000 damage with it. I feel like, I don't know why, but I've not like seen, like I've seen it on streams and stuff, but I've not seen uh, like clinks in my games, I think. Like people just never play the really? hero. What? Me. Oh my How? god, I literally only see this. Hero. I never see him. Is he banned every game you play? Maybe. I wouldn't know. Like, I don't know. I've like barely seen him. It's actually made picking some of the heroes I want to play impossible. And it's part of the reason I think that, like, Helm of the Overlord is, like, a little overrated right now. Because Clinks if just there's a Clinks on the, on the enemy team, you just don't want to buy it. Like, it just feels really bad to buy. Can you... And I mean, it's yeah. not like... Can you Midas uh, Helm of the Overlord if it's a normal creep and a non-ancient creep? No. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe so. Um, but you can't if it's an ancient creep. But Clinks can eat it regardless. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just annoying to be honest. And you can like go get another one right away, but it's usually like too late. Yeah, um, I'm very surprised that you haven't run into Clinks. Yeah, I don't know why. I know everybody like everybody's talking about him, but I'm not seeing him. I keep like yeah, he had like a crazy win rate at the most recent event. Hmm. Yeah, 90%, 90% or something. He literally won like 9 out of 10 games he was playing. Yeah, I saw PSG LGD played him a lot. Yeah. The worst been is doing that. the simultaneous like Lycan pick or Chen pick with it. And you're like, oh my god. Mm. My game is over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't we head over to the news? Yeah, that's cool. And we can talk about some of these other pro uh, events that are going on. The less important ones. Right, uh, less important than the Herald Guardian Crusader yes. League. <laughs> to read the future, I need entrails. So the first is the OGA Dota Pit Invitational, which I did not know about until today. That's still going on right now, right? Uh, it was when we started recording. Yeah, it's. Uh, it may have been over because. Tundra was destroying uh, No, nah, nah, it's still going on. I think it's ending on the 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant, like, clock time. Oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Because Tundra was playing when the, the yeah. final match. Tundra the is looking really, day. really good. They won the previous, they yeah. won the ESL event, which I don't think we covered. Um, 3-2 against PSG LGD, granted, they're playing with a stand-in, a Zhao 8, but mm. still, Tundra looking really, really good. Shame they didn't make it to TI, but oh well. 
Yeah, speaking of teams that made it to TI, this was Undying's first foray outside of NA. Uh, so I'm excited to see how they did. They, I didn't watch this because it was you know some crazy time in the morning, I guess. But they lost a game to PSG LGD. I can't figure it out. They had 38 kills. PSG had 19 kills, and like PSG just won a late game team fight and then won the game. But it looked like they were doing really well. I mean. Up until that point. I think that's one of the things that separates like uh, tier one teams from tier two or tier three teams. That in the early game they yeah. can look kind of similar, but as the game gets more complex in the late game, uh, it really separates the good from the bad teams. And not to say that Undying is bad, but PSG LGG is just really really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of thing that like. It doesn't matter if you have your regular mid player, like it's just like decision making. Like yeah, game, exactly. Which Xiaowei is still probably very good. <laughs> probably, probably. And I mean, I'm imagining <laughs> what happened in that game where they won when they had 19 kills against 38 is that they got stomped the whole game and then their Sven just got big. And he's a Sven and he like started two shotting the Mirana and the Shadow Demon or something. I would guess. It looks like. Yeah, they just lost the team fight in fifty five minutes and then just yeah, walked up. That's a very funny draw a very funny graph though. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the graph of that game that you described earlier with the, the throw. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you dove into the fountain and it really died. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh any other thoughts on this? I mean PSG is in it, T one is in it. Yeah, I mean I think um, it's cool that you can do all these tournaments now that everybody's boot camping in EU. Because Undying, I think yeah. they arrived at the boot camp like two days ago. PSG LGD, they didn't even leave after the major, apparently. Neither did T1. Uh, wow. So they're just, I don't know where they are at, but they're in EU somewhere for like the past two months, which is cool. And I didn't, is Fnatic qualified to TI? Uh, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. Why are they there? There's an invitational. There's like random teams, like Thunder Predators. Thunder Predators on a TI, right? Yeah, Thunder Predators at TI. Uh, oh, they are. Like, I, I mean, I have to look this up, but like, I can't imagine they would like fly to EU to play in this tournament uh, if they're not qualified to TI. Fnatic. Do they have to? Oh, Where is Fnatic it? are qualified. It's all online. Yeah, but like, they're not going to play the online tournament with like SEA ping. Yeah, they're qualified. Fnatic is qualified. All right, so I guess that oh, okay. is boot camping cool. as well. Ah, oh, you get some money anyway. I mean, even if you come in eighth, you get $9,000. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to fly to EU for $8,000. No, but you could play on... Like, I, I would happily play in this tournament uh, on NA ping for my share of $9,200. Yes, because you... I mean, you would do it for free. Jim, you would pay to play in the tournament just for memes. Nah, not much. Yeah, but you would pay like five, not maybe not five, like $200. I'm sure you would pay $200 to play in this tournament with the Gregiverse team. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I think I could wrangle up 40 bucks from each of my teammates and we can we can go yeah, in Yeah, seems good. Sterling, do you have any thoughts on the OGA Dota Pit Invitational? No, I haven't watched a single game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've watched like... Maybe 20 minutes of the Dota 2 Champions League, though. Ooh, tell Obs us. This is your this is your uh, wheelhouse. Obscure this is Eastern your, European Your teams. Central European, Eastern yeah. European, yeah. Tier 3 to Tier 4 CIS Dota going on um, in the lead. I have no idea. I had, like, a 
something that was able to reference this. I don't know where it went. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, v Gaming, who I've literally never heard of or any of their players, <laughs> um, is currently on top of the tournament. Is that the Kazakh team? Mm-hmm. It is the Kazakh wow. team with, I think, a player from like India, maybe? I can't really tell from the flag. It's Ukraine. That flag is not Ukraine, but the it just all I see is yeah. a winky face. Uh, on, on Liquipedia, it's a Ukrainian flag. Oh, okay. On, I'm on Track Dota, which is what like Dota Buff sent me to for their uh. ad. They're like ad stuff on the top, which kind of sucks. Um, but there's a uh, honestly not a lot of like surprises. Team Empire also looking strong. Maybe the the TI Quals weren't just like a. A one-off, they weren't a fluke. They they really are kind of at the top of lower tier uh, CIS Dota. Spider Pigs, which is kind of a team that I haven't seen do well particularly, oh, doing all right, like eleven and nine, four and four in series. Um, honestly, this is just kind of like re-solidifying my thoughts as to like a lot of these teams. Um, like none of them are particularly showing to be like a potential powerhouse I would say being uh, upset by a, a no name team with players that are playing on probably much higher ping um, not that not the convincing um, <laughs> for a like reason <laughs> I guess yeah 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 um, but I still feel like there's, and I sh- I guess it's not on here, but Navi um, shuffled the new Navi roster looks spicy. Huh. Looks pretty good. How yeah. long do you think they'll yeah. stay together? They don't have Ramses, so I probably seven or eight hours. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. Ramses team, though. So I think not having Ramses on a CIS team automatically like triples your chances of staying together for a decent amount of time. I don't. I don't know where you get this idea that Ramsey's, um, like, is necessarily a toxic player, though, or like is. Like, I mean, a I, player on he he's known to be toxic in pubs, but what he does on teams is that he doesn't like make the team disband, but he he like joins the team, and then he kicks two players and he like invites his friends to come on the team. That's true. So I I I haven't totally translated it, but because I was looking at it the other day. But um, Studio Analytiki, um, the like Russian Dota content uh, site or whatever, has like a number of interview clips and like stream clips from both the uh, Ramses in general talking about um, like their times on Navi and what their plans are. And apparently, um, Ramses is taking a break from. Dota, I think, until after TI-10. Waiting for the roster um, shuffle to get on a really good team. Yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna like look to see who the next like CIS players are, but he's going to be playing um, for the foreseeable future on carry. Um, and yeah, then, I think it makes sense. And then I didn't, I have definitely not translated this uh, this post at all, but I think that um, it like says something about him take. Uh, he's a like, kind of cop off guard um but i don't know the i don't i'm not a big fan of how like the eastern european scene has broken down in the past few years it feels like there's a lot of predatory 
um, like organizations and like uh, sponsors that are willing to kind of like buy out players and teams um, if it means like good deals that in like the short term. But not a lot of these teams have like stood the test of time. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are doing successful now are like ones that kind of just low key grinded together for a while. Like for, former VP Prodigy, now Virtus Pro Standard, like they look pretty phenomenal. And I think a lot of it, a lot of the reason is because they didn't have so much attention on them for so long, and they. Hmm were able to kind of like get comfortable and familiar with each other and um, be and like work as a unit and not have to worry like in two months will one of our teammates be kicked in right in favor of you know Ramsey's friend XYZ old head <laughs> Russian yeah. Dota player true um, but obviously some of these these players are like. Very, very talented. I mean, at least VP is good again. It's not looking as bad as, like, a year ago, I feel like. Like, I mean, VP, yeah. they, they have to learn to not choke at lands, but they're looking strong on online events. Especially TI. TI has just been oh boy, so yeah. rough. I mean, this squad hasn't played at TI yet, but I hope, like, maybe it's a completely new roster, so they might do well at TI. Maybe, like, they choke at lands, but then TI... It's more pressure than usual, so they start doing well or something, which doesn't really make sense. But sometimes things are weird like that. I feel like, like if anything, I've seen that Team Spirit is like a big land. Team. Yeah, Team Spirit. Like they are sure. kind of nothing in most qualifiers, or kind of like limp wristed a little bit, and then they show up to lands and like kick ass every time. I'm glad they're at TI. Like honestly, I'm fan Man. ever since they eliminated uh, Team Liquid. In that game from oh, the, okay. what's that? The animator? From yeah, that was the animator. animator. Yeah. I'm a Team Spirit fan yeah, ever yeah. since then. Man, but the Team Empire run, oh, it could have been so much. Oh, I'm so Wasn't sad. To be. Them, Would you honestly rather have Empire on there than Spirit? I think they have much less chance, but I think that it would shine a new light on like a not a new organization, but a new stack of players, and maybe. Like, I think that they're... This is something that I'm actually... I guess I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, but I'm not upset with, or and I don't really expect big roster changes out of teams that place, like, 16th at TI. Like, you made it to TI. Like, congratulations. You're top four in your region. Like, guaranteed, yeah. pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, why are you shuffling so much? Like, are, are you that, like... Do you lack that much confidence in your team and or like think that your competition is so like unbeatable or like unattainable? Mm. Like I, I'm I'm very confused as to the shuffling sometimes and I guess mm. a lot of it's like like money and contracts and like uh, the individual wishes of players. I mean, but I think Dota players they have a like from experience from talking to some of them, they have a very like all or nothing mentality. They don't want to like get to TI. Getting to TI is good, obviously, but yeah. they want to win TI. Uh, so if they think yeah, there's a team that they can like slightly perf like perform even slightly better, they're gonna go through a lot of uh, like roster shuffling to get there. I, I mean, and it it makes sense because of the way Valve distributes prize pool. Yeah. 
But right. I think exactly. It, yeah, and I guess so. I guess that my background in like pr- American football and professional American football is not necessarily the best thing to base it off of. But I am just like constantly disappointed in the fact that I like don't get to see like these these teams play together for a while, or that players yeah. can get lost so quickly. Like somebody that was a star in the fall by the ne- by the next spring could be like washed up or not on a team or you know what I mean yeah. on a totally different in a totally different uh, division of the DPC or not even in the DPC yeah that's true I mean I think I don't want to like if we got into like DPC structuring now we're gonna go way too long uh, sorry we should do a extra <laughs> episode for that maybe at some point maybe after TI yeah that sounds fun yeah, we could do it after TI. We could we could pa- package it with the We Like Mountain Dew true, episode. True. Yeah, TI because that'll like that'll a be a good combo. breakdown of our listenership too. Like fifty percent care about one of them and do not care about the other. So we'll get zero listeners, and then the other half. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll hit everyone with it. Here's the title, all right? Like how how Valve screwed up Dota and how they need the Live Moss model. <laughs> Sure. They have to. They have to pay tier two teams so they can live moss. Have you heard of the crunch wrap? I think you should introduce yeah. it to your next event. Uh, speaking of events, oh, no. what is? Oh, what a transition! Yeah. Well, no. My original transition was when you all started talking about teams that are good in land and good not in land. I was going to say, well, what if you held the land with no fans? Damn. Would that help? Uh, I still hope, Jim. Team Spirit. Really, but... Yeah, so uh, Valve announced that they cannot, they're choosing not to give information on purchasing tickets for TI uh, because of the Delta variant, the novel coronavirus. They cannot, they're not putting, I, I, this is a very charitable interpretation, but this is mine. They're not putting Dota fans in a position to purchase to book travel to Bucharest yeah. uh, if everything changes. And then they have to cancel all their travel plans to Bucharest. Um, so they're not they're not releasing stuff on, on yeah. ticket sales, which is unfortunate for people in Bucharest or very close to Bucharest or have very low, um, you know, uh, barriers to travel to Bucharest, like people live in Berlin. That's perhaps. me. I'm from Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally understand and that if you if you set out the ticket stuff like a whole bunch of like I don't know people from like China yeah. and Southeast Asia might end up booking tickets and then like I don't know Delta variant comes around and like Romania closes their borders and yeah I mean and all those people are out of I largely agree if you take like unless they do it in the next two weeks uh, it's gonna be impossible to find like affordable flights uh, because like six weeks is usually where like flight prices internationally ramp up like for me if they do it two weeks before, I'll still be able to grab like a cheap flight uh, and book an Airbnb. But I think this means, sorry to say it, but if you're not from Europe, uh, you you won't be going to TI this year. That's yeah, that's just my yeah. Pretty, unless you have like an astonishing amount of uh, expendable income and can just like write off an entire trip to Bucharest. If it yeah, doesn't and I mean, if they like if they announce it, let's say like three weeks before ticket sales, it's going to cost people from America like 2K or 3K just for the flights because they're so expensive yeah. at that point. Uh, yeah, it fits bad. I should probably cancel my Airbnb because 
I had like a group together where we're going to get a really nice Airbnb that cost, I, like, cost me like 1K, almost 1K, like 850. And two people are from <laughs> North America from that group. So I should probably downsize. Yeah, it's probably good. I, I still don't even know if it's going to happen in that stadium. I read a lot of articles about that stadium. Well, what? Let us in on this. What? I have no, I've not uh, heard anything. I, I thought I mentioned it. Oh, because <laughs> I forgot that we don't listen to each other's episodes <laughs> if we're not on them. Yeah, like there's all these articles about um, the stadium and, and I think some FIFA event was held there. And uh, they said, yeah, it's covered. But if it's raining, definitely bring a poncho. Oh, no. They have a leaky roof? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's not fully covered. Um, and like fans get rained on. And like you can't hold an esports yeah. event. Like in October, in like a week long. Like if it was one day, you could get lucky, but it's like a week. Oh boy! I think yeah, I don't know. Jesus, that doesn't sound good. I mean, like the Dota yeah. two like pro gameplay servers. Remember the Animager when like they had to remake a really important game between like I think it was Ugh. IG and Nigma. I know one drop yeah. of war Otto is like gonna ruin the whole TI. Grand yeah, finals. Something like that happens again because of rain. It's like an entire bucket of water gets poured oh, on the. Uh, <laughs> right, you're making me worried now, James. Nah, it'll. But like, think of the, like if you're there when all that stuff happens. It'd be a great story. Great copy, mm-hmm. man. All right. Uh, do we want to move on to hero of the week? Yes, let's do our hero of the week. You're tougher than I thought. Come along. <laughs> Have a cookie. Meepo. More Meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Our hero of the week is... The Clinks, Clonker. The Bone Fletcher. The Clonker. The Clonker. The, uh... Like, top hero right now that Arian never encounters for the some The new reason. best hero in Dota. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, it seems like Omni Knight gets picked slightly more. Hmm. Um, I've not seen a lot of Omni Knight as well. Am I playing a different game than you guys? I don't see Omni Knight either because I'm not good, and so maybe it's something like no one picks Omni Knight in my immortal. tier. I mean, it's purely yeah, like, Omni Knight spend thing. Yeah, Dota Two Pro Tracker is just like everybody's playing. It. And if you watch like streams and stuff, there's always an Omni Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, and with Sven, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so Clinks, uh, Arian, do you want to do the the lore, and I'll just read off his abilities. All right. uh, let me read through the lore here. Uh, all right. Okay, I'll, I'll we'll get back to you after I get through the abilities. Sure. Clinks is a ranged agility hero, uh, traditionally played as carry, whether it is from the safe lane or the mid lane. He has certain things that stand out uh, as a potential mid laner. He has, I think, like not great. St- oh, yeah, it's pretty good stacking, to be honest. Um, somewhat middle of the road. A slow attack, uh, but they made it much better a couple patches ago. It used to be like really dreadful to try to last hit with him. Long attack range, um, and he moves very slowly without using any of his abilities. Uh, luckily, his abilities are 
uh, tuned way beyond 11. <laughs> so he doesn't have to worry about any of that. Let's get to them. His Q is Burning Barrage. Uh, it is a point-targeted AoE uh, ability. He channels for 1.5, scaling to 2.7 seconds, which shoots 3, scaling to 6, piercing arrows in the target direction, up to 750, scaling to 900 distance away. They hit all enemy units for 60% of Klinks' attack damage and proc attack modifiers. Cooldown goes from... 28 down to 16, and the mana cost is 40. That's like seven. nothing, dude. Why is it so low? <laughs> I have no idea. It goes 40 That's mana nice. at level 1. It does physical damage. Uh, it doesn't pierce spell immunity, but uh, every 16 seconds you get to clear yeah. a wave. With a mithril hammer and a blightstone, you clear a wave in 5 yeah, arrows. Or just a javelin. Yeah, with a with a maelstrom, which you can get at like six or seven minutes, uh, if you just go first item maelstrom, you clear it in like three or four of That's the arrows. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and then you just clear entire stacks every sixteen seconds. It, it also scales with your attack range, which is something it doesn't mention. Oh yeah, but it does. Right. That's pretty cool. In some like weird. Messed up way. Does searing arrow like damage? The value or uh, speaking about the second spell, uh, does searing arrow damage apply to this? It applies. Searing arrow damage is applies, and it does not cost oh extra mana. Alright, searing arrows, uh, this is a pretty easy. It's just an attack modifier that adds 60 bonus physical damage to Kling's attack, and it costs you 10 mana per Well, t- 24 is up to 60. Yeah, up to 60 yeah. Yes, but uh, it only costs 10 mana. Used to be like your mana drainer back when you had attack speed, but now I guess not. This hero doesn't really have mana problems yeah. anymore, does he? No, he's no longer the orchid buyer. Interesting. Your you you probably want like one yeah like a falcon mana blade. item and the mana falcon blade seems really good on him. Yeah, falcon blade's not terrible. Man, you're not a falcon blade believer, huh? Uh, on Clinks, it, it could be okay. I'm, I can't deal with the drow, but it's great. Um, his E. Sorry, I had to say that. His skeleton walk. Uh, he moves invisibly through units until the moment he attacks or uses an item. Uh, duration scales from twenty-five up to forty. The bonus speed he gets scales from fifteen percent MS to sixty percent MS. Hence, not you don't have to worry about him being slow late in the game. Cooldown scales from 20 to 17, and it costs 75 mana. Isn't technically every walk this uh, guy does a skeleton walk? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a skeleton. I think they all are. Um, it, You know, you move around invisibly, you sneak up on people, and you kill them. Um, if you buy his shard, when you come out of skeleton walk, it summons two skeletons, which used to be his ultimate and is now his mm-hmm. Ag Scepter. Um, but then they shoot and they use his attack and his level of searing arrows um, on people. Did you know that you can summon four skeleton? Like if you, it's like very similar idea to Fury Swipes. Yeah. Where you can like preload the Fury Swipes, use them. Oh use yeah. Like the, you know, a new if you... set of Fury Swipes. If you skeleton walk, you can run into the fight, press skeleton walk again. You won't even break the invis. You'll just you like 
barely, I guess it's like a 0.25 second uh, <laughs> you're maybe visible. You'll immediately spawn the skeletons and then you can just use Burning Barrage or whatever um, to like break it again and get four skeletons. That's great. And, and he has a, a level 15 minus five seconds skeleton while cooldown talent. So it turns into 12 seconds. Um, and then when you're like sieging or if you're trying to maintain a certain area, you can just run up activate skeleton walk, attack something, and just plop down two skeletons um, and then walk back to where you were. And so the enemy base is just covered in, in skeletons. Yeah. You know how last patch everybody was talking about, like, how the nerfs to mobility heroes, like, improved like, all of the positioning carry heroes? And, yeah. Like, Valve was like, yeah, that's that's right. And there's not enough of those heroes. So let's just make, like, the greatest positioning hero of all time. <laughs> Yeah, where like you can't fight without your ultimate really, but it's like pretty high uptime, and you can just reposition anywhere invisibly at sixty percent bonus movement speed points, yeah. and also you have the best farming ability possibly I mean, in the game that also doubles like your damage. His damage. ulti is very high uptime. At level two, it's five second downtime out of sixty five, and at level three, it's permanently, and you even get a comfortable five second window. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that they that this hero is busted. True. Yes. What? I I thought there was. Oh my god. I no downtime. It's no longer three. like a ten or twenty second downtime. No, there's none. And and that ultimate is death packed. Uh, Clinks consumes a target enemy unit or friendly unit, gaining maximum health and damage based on its current health. Uh, it does not take clinks out of skeleton walks, so as you're running nope. past the camp, you can grab it does the big not, creep. Sorry, I, saw, I, I thought you said does now. Oh, oh no, it does not. Um, the bonus health from the unit is 40%, scaling up to 100% of its health. And the bonus damage is 4% of its HP, scaling up to 12% of its HP. And with a level 25 talent, you can add... 50% to the health and 5% so much. to oh the uh, damage. This is what makes super and, clinks, uh, th right? This, this is how you get... Yes, this is super clinks. This is how you get uh, an additional 5,000 HP and two rapiers for free. So, um, I feel like this hero would not be busted if it were not current HP that you gained back. Like, does that... What do you mean? Like... So this is not only like a max HP increaser, where you like per, like increase your health. I think at a percentage, you just get that health like as a heal. Mm, I think ah, the... so. You can be twenty percent HP, use Death Pact, and be at like sixty or seventy or eighty percent HP, depending on like what you're you're depending on what you're eating and what your uh, health pool is. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. So you're like you're getting gone on, and you just eat a creep, and suddenly you're like high HP again, right? Yeah, it's it's like, and honestly, it's a it's a nice quality of life thing when you're like casually farming and you don't have to like bring out a salve and you can just use death pact instead. But I think that it just makes this hero really hard to like abuse or like hit in that window where they don't have death pact yet. So you kind of want to go on them because they have low HP. But then like right. currently they just heal back up and get the HP. Like there needs to be some trade off there. I feel like. Yeah, keeping the percentage might be good. Yeah, like I don't, I don't mind necessarily if you like grow your HP pool and you stay 
close to where you were, but like I think it's like right. a, it's like an IO situation where this heal is just like too bonkers sometimes. Yeah, it's very good. And yeah, especially because you can eat like your own dominated creeps, right? So you can just like keep a pocket creep yeah. account around, and it's like you have a five second window, so like you want to have it sometimes, even when you still have a death pack going. So like you're getting gone on, and then you just eat the creep of like your beast master who was Helm of the Overlord. Yeah. Yeah, at least at least in this meta, um, no one's building home of the overlord, so Clinks has to build it himself. <laughs> like, um, like think about it. There's like a, there's a like with twenty five talent, it's like a fit, plus fifty percent um, health uh, increase. So it puts it to one hundred one hundred and fifty percent bonus so health. Nuts, dude. Assuming you eat like a dominated creep. I think the, they start minimum at like a thousand yeah. HP, especially late game. So you just so Dom, get Dom is a thousand. Uh, Overlord is eighteen hundred. Exactly. So you just get like if you have the the helm of the Overlord, you get what twenty six hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's like 20, full HP. Seven hundred HP. Yeah. As a heal. What? And as a max health increase, also. Yes. Yes, of course. And then the and then. What's, he, what's like even more ridiculous? I guess it, it makes sense in the context that it is now, but like when it when Death Pact ends, your max HP goes down to, to what it was, but your current HP stays the same. So you like get the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're never at, like you're never worried about Death Pact running out because you're gonna especially have because the HP you it has one hundred. It has more anyway. than one hundred percent uptime. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what hero in the game gets a, an ultimate like this? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's almost none yeah. that get a damage, farming, killing ultimate with 100% uptime without any talents. Yeah, it's pretty good. Good hero. Yeah. Pick links as long as Very you can. Hero. True. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Ha! Pun intended. <laughs> um,. I guess they'll they'll nerf this at some point um, because this is totally nuts. And like, well, the thing with like super clinks, for example, right? Is that there's no drawback to it. Like I was talking with Goth there, we were gonna play it. We're like, oh, let's do it, let's do it. That sounds funny. And they were like, wait a minute, this is like a totally reasonable lineup. Like clinks mid because he has this because the searing arrows that you described, Arian, his W is an orb, so it doesn't. Um, so if you left click with it, it doesn't yeah. draw creep aggro. So he can dominate lanes um, through using that. So he dominates the mid lane by using searing arrows and burning barrage. He just starts farming like crazy. Beastmaster is like the most meta off laner, and you're supposed to buy the most meta item on him. And then life stealer is like fine, and you can pick whatever supports you want. And it's like a totally reasonable lineup. And then if it if Clinks gets to twenty fifth, if you haven't won by twenty by level twenty five, and Clinks gets there, there, no one can kill him. He's, he just wins unless you have like I don't know. Does Ag's black hole do that anymore? What? Like, can it actually eat through someone with seven thousand five hundred uh, HP? Or yeah, because it, no. it does percentage damage. So does five yeah. percent. It doesn't stack with midnight pulse. It doesn't stack so anymore do... with midnight pulse. Oh, oh nope. damn! That's sad. I guess maybe uh, Dark Seer, because uh, he could pull him through a wall, or Grimstroke could make his oh, own yeah, clinks. Good. I don't. Know. Yeah, all of these sound like decent solutions. You could just sunder him. 
<laughs> That's always the solution, <laughs> right? Yeah, because if you're if if your terror blades at like one HP and then he centers the clinks, the clinks will be at like one thousand eight hundred <laughs> HP, <laughs> and then you can maybe kill him. Uh, but yeah, clinks is is super fun. Uh, he just owns right now. Cool, uh, Jim. What are you building on him right now? I mean, we already got to this like maelstrom, and then you won the game already, right? Yeah, I mean, like the 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 proper build is Maelstrom. Uh, I I still like Desolator because I think it leverages mm-hmm. all his other stuff. I think that's reasonable. Because um, like you farm waves anyway, but like right? ma- so you might as well get Desolator. Yeah, I mean, I guess the idea is you can get a Maelstrom at seven minutes. Yeah, and clear waves every sixteen seconds yeah. from that point on. Um. If you do like the the pure straight maelstrom rush, and then your natural farming just with the right clicks is a lot faster. Then you can take stacks that you that wouldn't otherwise true. be able to, like ancient stacks. Oh, I'm sure Desso. I mean, I, I I still think people like um, underestimate the amount of damage that Burning Barrage does with Desso because it applies the minus armor to everything. Yeah. That's I mean, I think. It may be because oh. I haven't seen it, but I'm on board with the Decimal because, like, I don't think you don't farm stacks with the Decimal. Maybe you need, like, two burning barrages. Uh, w- with the Decimal, you clear a creep wave in two or three of yeah, the burning exactly. barrage shots. <laughs> you don't even need six or, God forbid, eight <laughs> if you hit level 20. Are, are you ready for my, uh, my spicy take? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It clinks four bean <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that this hero might be like a top five or top three divine carrier now. Like you think it might be a one of the early divine carriers that I seek so desperately. It's not a spicy take. I think that's reasonable. I could see it. I, I mean, I, at some level, I think what's the point? You get two divines anyway. But it's true. But I mean, the death pack takes time to scale up. Um, yeah, and. Burning Barrage starts out and is a flat sixty percent of your attack damage from the beginning of the game. So I'm just imagining a situation in which it's like the the firing squad, <laughs> like in, yeah. instant death at twenty minutes. You know what I mean? You just just pick yeah, up a divine I, I'm on board. I'm on board with it. And reposition. <laughs> Maybe this is our our late night plans tonight. We'll see what goes on. Mm. Yeah, we'll get one Bane 3 game in, and then one Clinks, <laughs> Clinks Divine Rush. I w- I've been thinking about it more. I want to I wanna do it. I want to I do mean, it. The only game this week where I played against the uh, uh, Clinks, I, this was a funny game, actually. So my offlaner, he picked Slark, and I was like, oh, God, this guy is griefing. But he actually picked it, like, on accident. So I picked him Underlord, and we swapped. <laughs> so I had to do a Slark mid, and I laid it against the Clinks, who... For some reason, I think he just fucked up. I killed him like three times. Uh, and the game got pretty long. And the guy, he bought a divine and then he immediately threw with it and gave it to my spec. So I think divine, you know, <laughs> it can be good. But like, I don't think you buy divine in winning games. Like, I, it's just too risky, in my opinion. I, I'm uh, I'm super pro divine. I think it's like the most underrated item in the game. Uh, it got nerfed, uh, think- dude. It, it used to be very good. People are so, people are so risk averse. I think yes, like the actual like benefit that it gives you probably like vastly outweighs. The, this is the but but like but but if you do feed it the game, the loss is absolutely your fault, and that's yeah. the problem. But here's the, here's the thing that is not mentioned. I think <laughs> enough though 
is that I think this is like the most the most apt comparison not to make a second American football reference in this podcast, but like the two like the the recent innovation of like going for two point conversions yes. at like seemingly random times. And you're just like, statistically this is the best move. It's like probably a pretty sure thing. And like worst case scenario, like we're already up or in a position where we can like take and or mitigate that like loss of the divine right like i don't know you hand it to a specter is specter a better divine carrier than you no do you have an answer to kill the specter already that like in divine doesn't give you like any other ways to sustain or like live unless you have a satanic or something like so the situation doesn't necessarily change that much it just becomes a lot more stressful and a lot more like risky right like i don't know it's not a it's not the uh sweet kiss of death to buy a rapier. I don't know, have, dude. Like, like I, uh, I like to think of it in terms of gold, right? Like, if you're buying a rapier at, like, minute 70 and you're losing it, you're creating a 12k net worth swing. At minute 70, yes. that's not that bad. But if you're doing that at, like, minute 40, you're creating a 12k net worth mu- swing at minute 40 just by <laughs> buying a stupid item. It's just, like, it just might be game losing, you know? This is true. But if you... Yeah. But it's like a... We can go, <laughs> we can just keep making references and weird metaphors, but it's like an investment, right? Where like if you made a certain amount of money because you purchased this item and it allowed you to farm quickly or take fights or you know own parts of the map that you otherwise couldn't have, then it can help you like like lock out games as well. Like imagine a situation in which you buy yeah. divine rapier and then prevent them from ever leaving their high ground. Like, it just kind of ensures your victory unless they can, like, find that successful jump and fight on to you. And it's very difficult to do when you have that Divine Rapier. Yeah, and, like, psychologically... And psychologically, it's very difficult to, like, ascribe that victory to the Divine Rapier, whereas if you feed the Divine Rapier (laughs) and then lose, it's very easy to ascribe that loss to it. Yeah, because it's what's making you lose. Because it's true. Right, but it but it's also the thing that's making you win. But you yeah, but you don't think in the way. games but, like uh, yeah, buying the I think your American football thing is. I mean, I think right. like the the thing that you're describing is just because it's literally that way. Because in games where you can afford to casually get a rapier, chances are the rapier is not the like tipping point that makes you win that game from a loss. Like you're gonna win that game anyway. Well, I I don't think we're talking about situations in which you have already farmed up a ton of stuff and are casually buying a rapier. I think we're talking about situations. At least I think Sam is of like, I'm buying a rapier very early, like it is my build. Okay. To I mean, buy this. if Aegis wasn't in the game, Either way, really, uh, I think yeah. rapier would be a lot better. Or if, but okay, if buybacks weren't in the game, rapier would be really, really good. But buybacks are in the game. Nah, just give me true strike. That's that's the only thing that needs to be back in the in the game for rapier to be yeah, good. That's true. I legitimately think that that's like been the worst. Yeah, change it's been a huge nerf. Like. Two, like yeah. last or two patches yeah. ago, I would be on board with like getting early rapiers. Now, not so much. Yeah, there's almost no. I mean, I barely see it in pro play. Yeah, I mean, Whereas no. it used to be like a three or four of them in a in a, in a game that goes past yeah, fifty minutes every like, time. Yeah. Well, it's also. I mean, my, my Tumba man used to buy like a ton of them, so maybe we'll see it again. Uh, for as long as secret lasts, yeah, I'm the sure they're gonna. Stage. I'm Make sure they're gonna more. last very long in the international group stage. Yeah. How about we head over no, to no, 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 no,
Oh, oh goodness. There's yes. lore. He's dead. All right, all right. That's the lore, right? Guys, what if I told you that Klings, he seems like a pretty evil dude, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Pretty edgy dude? No, I think that you're a racist against No, 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 no. I'm not racist. I love skeletons of all shapes and scales. Destiny 2. Right. Turns out, Klings, he's actually a great guy. It's not his fault that he's like this weird death skeleton. So what happened to Klings? Um, no way. He grew up, I'm not going to get into the specifics because the names are bullshit anyway. He grew up like in a forest kingdom and his king, he was a mage king. So he was their king, but he was also a very powerful mage. So a demon got very, a demon called uh, Maraxiform. Uh, he got very jealous of the king's mage powers. Uh, so he, you know, rose up from hell and started like ravaging the forest kingdom. Klings... He was just a small, you know, Robin Hood type guy. He was a very good archer. In fact, he was the very best archer in the entire kingdom. So the mage king, he was like, whoever kills this demon, I'm going to gift with eternal life. And Klings, just mm. apparently you can be just that good of an archer that you can kill like a literal demon. Uh, he hunted the demon down good for him. up to the gates of hell and he killed him. But while mortally wounded... Like, just like at the last dying thing, the demon breathed out hellfire towards King. And he burned him. Like, really painfully. And just when he got burned, uh -huh. the infinity life uh, thing kicked in from the King Mage. So now Klings, he's oh. caught in that moment of being burned by demon fire. In eternal, like, pain and rage. And that's why he's so edgy. But he's actually, like, he's a nice guy. He's just got very unlucky. Honestly, I gotta say, I feel, I feel this is top five lore in Dota. Not even kidding. Most people's lore is very unimaginative and very shitty, but Kling's lore I actually like. It has some, you know, nuance to it. This just sounds like my standard uh, Divinity play TV. Mm. Just like go fane and throw fun, throw fire around, heal with poison. Yeah. Somebody out there. Kling's is a tragic figure. Please don't conflate <laughs> this with your childish video games. He is. I, I feel I feel sorry for him. I hope he doesn't get nerfed unless I'm playing against him. I don't feel sorry for Clinks. I once you see like the taunt moving around dun, at like dun, max dun, movement dun, speed dun, while he <laughs> I don't feel bad. He's a he's a little troll figure. I love the taunt. I, and and he's a hard farmer, which is no bueno for me. True. It, oh, they, yeah. they, it was like he was my carry hero last patch when you could just go orchid and murder yeah. people, even though it wasn't really the build. Um but now, nah, Orchid's dead on him. I'm dead on him. Damn. All right. Depressing. Just like his life story. Yeah. Unless the Divine Rapier build works out, then you'll see it a lot. Uh, Want to move on? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. Noobs ask noobs. The first question is from uh, Strilling7. He says, what hero should be my new fun new hero? fun hero. Sam, Sam what, what, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> I mean, I think that I should be playing a lot more Elder Titan. That hero is, is way too fun. Ooh, he is fun. Just get eggs and kill people. All right. That is a fun hero to play. That's a good call. I'm going to say Tusk. What's your thought? I think Tusk. You'll be good at Tusk. 
it's a like hero that has just the right amount of complexity and uh, like it, I want you to like play some melee like brawly type support heroes because you usually play like these hoodwings types right and Elder Titan kind of falls into that category but I think what's good about Tusk if you are playing Clockwork for example right you would get tilted every time you miss a hook shot because it's a very long cooldown so you can practice skill shots with eye shots and if you miss it it's not that bad because you know it's a low cooldown and it's not that high committal. Yeah, that's a good point. I kind of like I like brawly fives like that. I think Spirit Breaker is a good example. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One I'm big fan of. Mm -hmm. Pango five. Ooh, Pango yeah. five is very new, cool. New meta. Although a lot of people do that. I saw you play Pango five one time. I spectated, but it was <laughs> still learning. <laughs> what about Rubik? I think you should play Rubik. I who doesn't like playing Rubik? It, it's Rubik. It's a lot of thought. I think that I'm yeah. I'm very bad. I would want to play Rubik, not to get better at Rubik necessarily, but instead to get better at playing against Rubik because I'm very bad at that. Where like if there's a spell uh, I don't want to give up, I give it up every time. Yeah, because I I forget oh, there's Rubik in the game and it's like oh I can't cast my best abilities. And, mm. Yeah, I mean so, Rubik has the best maybe... sets in Dota. I think. Yeah. His Arcana is yeah, the best. Really, really good. Maybe Ogre Mage. No. No. Uh -huh. No. <laughs> no Ogre is a hero low IQ hero, uh... and Sam is a high IQ individual. So Ogre doesn't fall into the Sam category, I feel like. <laughs> Maybe I could do, like, the solo kill Ogre build, where you just, like... All you do is try to find like the low HP support that doesn't have a dispel, and like get two casts of Ignito on them and walk away. Yeah. I haven't done Ogre mid in a while. Instance. I should do that again. <laughs> you should stop. No, doing I mean it. I stop win doing. most of my Ogre mid games. It's kind of good. Ignite is an annoying spell to lane against. Well, I, I suspect Ogre might uh, factor into our next and final question. That Charlie asks, my mouse is dead, but I have a stylus <laughs> and pad. A stylus? Please recommend it here. Ironically, Wraith All King. Right. I think you could win games in 4K with that setup on Wraith King. All right, I've got the actual answer. It's possible. You go Grimstroke. What? What? Because as a painter, you can you, you ah. can stylus like a like a Nintendo like DS. RP. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, I, th I think that, I think that's the objectively correct answer, <laughs> and it, because you're you're like RP and Grimstroke, and you're having fun with it too. Like that sounds awesome to like whoosh, across the across the pad, and uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta like throw your hand in the air after you did it. And he's not like a complicated hero in terms of like button clicking, really. Like it's just it's, they're just single target abilities for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I think you could do it. Um, I thought I thought a good answer would be techies because you're like not playing Dota anyway. Ooh. All right, I think techies. Yeah, I you're think playing techies Mindsweeper. is actually the best answer we can give here because like Wraith King, you still have to like press. You have to press one button, but you have to press it fast. Techies, you can take your time. Yeah, yeah, techies is the best answer. There you go, Charlie. Enjoy playing techies. No one else in your games will. 
Uh, anybody have any, that's the end of the episode anybody uh, have any follow plugs follow at we like Dota on twitter follow at sam in print on twitter follow at arian underscore to harry on twitter jim do you want to plug your twitter i never know if you want your twitter plug nah yeah. sorry i don't use that's it i, I said just last use it to, like, read some people's twitter feeds uh Damn. check out we like Dota. uh h no eod raven hgc league we like Dota league is uh End the episode. End the episode. Yeah, I got a match. Sean, it's over.